Alrighty, you know, I don't think this is a coincidence of what I chose to kind of speak on tonight. Uh, kind of what Curtis was talking about. The title of my message is Our Attitude of Praise. Giving thanks to God. Being obedient to God. Walking as close to God as we can get. And, uh, it's not long, but I think, I think it's something that, uh, like I said, many times when we come to church Sunday morning, how many people, like I asked you a while ago, are expecting to receive something? Maybe a healing. Maybe a closer walk. Maybe a touch from God. Just maybe a word just to comfort you. Maybe you're going through something. Well, you know, God wants to, he, he wants to be that comforter. You know, he put a Holy Spirit on the inside of you, and the Holy Spirit is called the comforter. That Holy Spirit is God himself living on the inside of you. And we need that when we're going through things, to call upon him. And I'm going to show you something here in just a minute. But to call upon him. Let him know your faith is in him. You trust in Him, you believe in Him, and you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that He can meet every need or any need that's in your life. You ought to be expecting something. Lord, I want to receive something this morning. Lord, I haven't said anything to anybody, but Lord, I've got something I need. I need to receive something. And all the time we're going through things. But you know, we can still praise God in the valley as well as you can on the mountaintop. And we need to remember that. Uh, I'm going to start out here. and I, My main text is out of the book of Psalms. It's Psalms 34, 1 through 4. And this really says something right here. And uh, this is David. And he, David had a real experience with God. Most of it was really good. But then David had some experiences that God had to step in and do some things in David's life. Matter of fact, he punished David for disobedience. And David, just like one thing that Curtis said there, God punished, was punishing David, but David's main thought, he said, please do not Take your Holy Spirit from me. He was so afraid of losing that Spirit of God that was living in him. And uh, But here in 34, Psalms 34, 1 through 4, it says, I will exalt. Exalt means to lift up. I will exalt the Lord at all times. Not just some of the times, not when times are good. I will exalt him at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glory the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. That's what we all ought to be doing in church, exalting and lifting God's name up in unison together. He says, <clears throat> then he says, I sought the Lord, 
And he answered me. And he delivered me from all my fears. You know, and God can do everything here that we just read if we will do what, what, what the psalmist here says. I will exalt the Lord at all times. Not just in the good times, but even in the bad times too. God's still there. You know, God says that he will never tempt us. But he will test us. Sometimes he'll test us. He said, I won't tempt you, but I will test you. And sometimes we go through a test. Do you really love me? How close are you walking to me? See, God already knows all these things, but sometimes he does these things to us so we question ourselves. Am I where God wants me to be? Am I doing what God wants me to do? Am I walking with God the way I should? See, sometimes God will put things in our lives that we have to question and see if we're where God wants us to be. And, the, and, you know, the Bible tells us that when we seek God with all of our heart, we'll find him. When we seek him with all of our heart. Here in, here in Jeremiah 29, 13, that's where it tells us this. Listen to this. And this is, it, it, it's just like this is God speaking to us. It says, and you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. In other words, do you really want me? Do you want me in your life? When you search for me, you will find me. And when you ask me to come into your heart, I will come into your heart. I will be with you. And uh, here in Jeremiah 29, 14, it says, and I will be, this is God speaking again. He says, I will be found of you, says the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity. Well, you say, well, I'm not a captive. Huh, maybe you are. Maybe there's something in your life that you still has got a hold on you. That's like being in captivity. Something's still got a hold on you that you have not repented of, that you have not asked the Lord to take away, that you not have asked the Lord to forgive you. Maybe there's something in your life. Maybe you haven't forgiven somebody. God says, we must forgive. And But when we hold that anger, that hurt, in, to ourselves, you know, you are really putting yourself in captivity to that anger and to that hurt. You've got to release it. You've got to get rid of it. And God can take it away. Believe me, he can take it away, and he will take it away. When we come to God with our praise and our faith, we're inviting him into our situation. God, my faith is in you. You see what I'm going through. Lord, I want you to come and walk by my side and help me go through this. And when we start praising him and honoring him, you're inviting him to come and walk beside you and help you go through whatever you're going through. You're inviting him. And, uh, you know, we can praise God, like I said, in every situation in our life. You, in every situation, we can praise him. We may not feel like it at that time. But when we do, you're, you're doing something for yourself. You're letting something go. 
you're letting a hurt, a bitterness, a heartache, you're releasing something, and then that now lets God have a heart that he can work with. Uh, we can praise God, like I said, in every situation. Look at Paul and Silas, who worshipped him while in prison. Now, that would be pretty hard. They were in stock. They were in prison. But yet, they sung songs of worship. They praised God. They worshipped while they were in prison. Now, that would be hard to do, wouldn't it? I know it's hard to do that maybe sometimes that we know we need to worship God. We say, well, I just don't feel like it. I'm mad. But sometimes, you know, sometimes we go through things. God said, you're saying you're mad. You know, I see what you do in your life. But, you know, you asked me to forgive you, and I did. You need to get rid of some things in your life and do some forgiving so that I can do more things in your life. You know, when, when we're full of hate uh, and things like that, it's hard for God to work in us because we're not... We're not, we're not being obedient to God and doing what we're angry. Well, I don't, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I don't care if God wants me to do it. I'm not going to do that. I'm mad. Well, God just say, well, you just stay mad until you can get over it and see what else you're going to go through. Sometimes God, like I said, he'll test us. He don't tempt us, but he will test us. We look at Daniel who praised and prayed to God even though he knew it was dangerous. He knew if he got caught praying to God or worshiping God, that he could be, he could be thrown in the lion's den. And there was people there watching Daniel. They wanted to get rid of Daniel because they knew that he walked close with God. And they didn't want that. And uh, they caught him praying. They went to the king. The king had no choice. They made a decree. Anybody worshiping anything other than the king will be thrown in the lion's den. They threw Daniel in the lion's den. But you know, even in the lion's den, he prays and he worshiped God. And look what happened. The lions laid down around Daniel's feet. They never touched him. They never harmed him. God shut those lions' mouth where he could do no harm to Daniel. You'd be surprised what God can do in our life to protect us. And we don't even realize it a lot of times. When we're servicing and we're faithful to God, we're walking with him, we're obedient to him, then God's hedge of protection he puts around us. He puts his hedge of protection around us so that, the other, so that those bad things can't get to us. And uh, what about Noah? You know, we look at Noah. Noah who obeyed and loved God when nobody else would. Have you been made fun of for going to church? Have you been made fun of for praying? Have they laughed at you because you worship God? They did that. They did, uh, excuse me, Noah. But, God, but Noah kept worshiping his God, kept serving his God, and he built the boat. Don't let people discourage you from worshiping, loving, and serving God by trying to put you down. Because they don't believe, they don't want to believe, they're going to live in the world regardless. One day, when they stand before the judgment seat, 
They're going to say, why did I not believe? Why did I not listen? I've heard these things. Why didn't I not check them out? That's what I've told you all before. If God gives me something to say, I'll say it. But I'm going to have to stand before God one day. And I don't want him saying, hey, Bill, how come you didn't tell them what I told you to tell them? There was a person there that needed to hear that. Just like what Curtis was talking about. There was a guy there that needed to touch. And it didn't happen right then. If God tells me, go down there and put your arm around that person, I'm going to go down there and I'm going to put my arm around them. I'm going to tell them I love them. I'm going to tell them God loves them. And I'm going to ask them, is there something you need? Is there something we can pray about that you're needing? At one time, I probably wouldn't have done that. At one time, I know I wouldn't have done that. But not anymore. God has made himself real to me just like he did Curtis. I know he's there. I know he's watching over me. I know I'm serving him. And if he tells me to do something, I'm going to do it. Because I want to please him. I mean, he's the one I'm going to have to stand for. It don't matter what man says, it's what God says. God's got the final say in everything. And, uh, but Noah obeyed him, even though he was laughed at, made fun of. He didn't care. He was going to do what God wanted him to do. You know, God wants to be with us in the good times and the bad times. He wants to celebrate with us in those good times, and he wants to protect us in the bad times. But he wants to be with us. He wants to walk with us. He wants you to know he is with you. No matter what you're going through, he will bring you through it. God will bring you through it. You know, the valleys and the mountaintops are going to come all throughout our lives. We're going to be there. So there's going to be sometimes we're going to be on that mountaintop and it's going to be great. And then there's going to be other times we're going to be down in the valley and we're going to feel so sorry for ourselves. Why, God, are you doing this? Why am I going through this, God? I tell you, you'll find out later. It's for your own good. Trust God. Even in the valleys, trust God. He's got a plan for your life. And sometimes we have to go through things to bring that plan about. And uh, we invite God into our situations, like I said a while ago, by our praise and our faith in Him. You know, sometimes, and y'all probably glad y'all not there, but I'll be driving down the road and all of a sudden I, I'll start singing, praising God. I can't sing. But you know, I'm glad God's got a filter. He puts a filter over his ears and it sounds so good to him when you're praising him and you're singing to him and you're worshiping him. He only hears the good stuff. He don't hear anything that's off key, that doesn't sound right. Maybe you made a mistake. No. To God, it was beautiful. Because you were loving and praising him out of your heart. That's what he looks at. He don't look at your outside. He don't care about that. But he does 
care about what's in your heart. And that's what he looks at. You know, we need to keep our faith in God because unbelief, you know, we've talked about this, speak to the mountain. Unbelief talks to the mountain. It talks to the mountain or talks about the mountain in your life. But your faith talks to the mountain by speaking the word and, and the promises of God. You can talk to that mountain and make that mountain move through your faith. That's what the Bible tells us. If we have the faith of a mustard seed, we can speak to that mountain and say, Mountain, you move from here to over yonder. You get out of here. And I'm coming to you in the name of God. And you're going to have to move because God says you are. Uh, I'm going to read this to you. Probably all of you know it. It's in Matthew 17, 20. Now God is speaking to his disciples. There was a man, he had a son. And even the Bible says the boy was a lunatic, or he was mentally, had a mental disability. The devil was always trying to do harm to him, trying to throw him in the fire, trying to throw him in the water, trying to kill him. And this man came to Jesus' disciples and asked them, help my son. They couldn't do it. Finally, Jesus come along. The man come to Jesus and said, I, I told your disciples about this, but they couldn't help him. Jesus turned around and looked and said, Oh, ye of little faith. See, he looks at our faith. How much faith do we have? Sometimes we go through things and God, like I said, God's testing us. How much faith do you have? Do you truly believe my word? Do you truly believe I will do what I say I'll do? Well, I'm going to read this scripture. And it's in Matthew 17, 20. And it said, And Jesus said unto them, to the disciples, they asked, Why couldn't we heal this boy? Why couldn't we do it? And then Jesus said, Because of your unbelief. Because of your unbelief. You know, and this is, this is amazing to me. The time that those disciples walked with Jesus, all the miracles and things that they saw Jesus do, he raised the dead. Uh, he caused uh, the, the deaf to hear, opened blind eyes, caused a cripple to walk, even raised the dead. And they saw it. But oh, ye of little faith, because of your unbelief. Why could they not witness it and see it and then not believe it? Listen to what he says. And Jesus said unto them, Because you couldn't do it because of your unbelief. Have you ever really checked yourself? Do you have any unbelief in you? Or do you believe what God's word says? Maybe sometimes you go through some things just to see if you'll turn to God's word and see what he says about it and then do it and follow his word. And he says, For verily I say unto you, 
if you have the faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove from here to yonder place, and it shall move, and nothing shall be impossible for you. Now, he's not talking about a physical mountain, even though that could happen. He's talk- a mountain is something in your life that is coming against you that's causing you problems. That's your mountain. He says, you can speak to that problem in my name. And if you've got the faith, as just as that of a mustard seed, and you believe and not doubt, it'll happen. It will happen. And that's what he's telling them. But you must have faith. You have to believe. You cannot doubt and then expect the miracles and the different things in your life to happen. What God did to that mountain yesterday, he can do it again today. Most of y'all, you've been through things. I know some of the things you've been through. Maybe sometimes some of it you're still going through, but I want to tell you what. God can still take care of it today just like he did yesterday. Just put your faith and your trust in him and quote his word to you. Quote his word. Lord, I know just like you told those disciples. Lord, if there's a mountain in my way, all I have to do is, Lord, you said if I just had the faith of a mustard seed, I could speak to this this mountain, and it had to move. That's God's word. It has to move if you've got faith. And it will move. It will move. Uh, See, God can turn things around in our life and turn them to the good. He can turn them, He can turn some things in your life that's not going too good, and He can turn them to good. Well, does it say that in the Bible anywhere? Yes, it does. And we're going to look at it. Romans eight twenty eight. God tells us this. Listen to it. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. I'll take the bad things in your life and I'll turn them for good. If you'll love me, trust me, have faith in me and not doubt. So we have to be obedient to God and do what he says we must do in order for God to do a lot of things in our life. And uh, think about something. When Daniel, we're talking about Daniel a while ago, when he was thrown into the lion's den, God brought him through it. Why? Because of his faith and his praise in God. He did not doubt God. He knew he could go there, but yet he refused not to pray and praise God. He said, so be it if I have to go to the lion's den, but I will, I will praise and trust in my God. And he did. And, you know, and I like this here. He said, even before David faced Goliath, God had already given David the victory. Before the fight ever even took place, God had already said, David, don't you worry about anything. You've got the victory. You're going to be the champion. God had already took those three stones and laid them at, Dan- at, at David's feet. The stones were already there for him to defeat Goliath. God had already put them there. And God and David used what God gave him. Are we using what God gives us? 
what God has put in our life. His Word. Are we using that Word to make a better life for ourselves and our families? Trust in God. And uh, when Jesus was on the cross, God at that point had already defeated Satan. Satan was a defeated foe the moment that Jesus got on that cross. He was Jesus was obedient to what his father had asked him to do. You know, that must have been pretty hard for God to come to his one and only son and ask him to die. But that's how much God loves you, and that's how much Jesus loves you. That, that, that Jesus was obedient and willing to crawl on that cross, to suffer, to hurt, to be shamed, and to die and shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. That was the only way that God could accomplish the salvation of man. And that's what Jesus meant when he was on that cross and those last words he spoke. Father, it is finished. It's not, Lord, I'm through here. But he said, Lord, I have done what you sent me to do. And now the salvation of man has been completed. He, was, he, he wasn't saying that he's just glad that all that was over. He said, Lord, I've, I have finished. I have done what you sent me to do. When we invite God into our lives with our praise and our faith, we are aligning our hearts with God's word and his promises. I'm just going to say this. Uh, sometimes when you're reading the Bible, just find some of God's promises and look and see what he has promised you because of his love for you. He's promised you some mighty, mighty powerful and great and wonderful things. But you have to believe it. You have to trust him. You have to have faith for these things to happen. If you can't trust God, if you don't believe God, it's not going to happen. God says, if you doubt, don't think you shall receive anything. If you don't trust me, if you don't have faith in me, if you don't believe in me, I can't fulfill what I, what I would like to do. And God wants to bless us so much. And it's up to us if we let God bless us. We have to love him, have faith in him, serve him, believe, trust. Kind of like that song, to trust and obey. There is no other way. We have to do these things. Even in the midst of our trials, we can still praise God. Even when you're going through some stuff, try it. When you're going through something, something's not working out just like you want it to, or like you think it should, and you're feeling down, why don't you just start, Lord, I don't know, I don't understand, but Lord, you know, I'm trusting you. I'm praising you right now. I know you love me. I know you're here. I know you're with me. Lord, I know you're going to do this. And Lord, I'm praising you and I'm thanking you right now because I have the victory. And that's what we have to do. If we'll do this, you're going to see such a change in your life. Things are going to happen. Things are going to take place. You're going to be able to... 
On Sunday mornings, you're going to be able to come up here and you're going to have a testimony that will just knock the socks off of people. Because when you tell them what God has did, you mean God did that? Yes, he did. And I'm praising him, I'm thanking him for it, and I want to tell everybody what God did for me. I hope some of you have a Sunday morning. I hope some of you have a testimony. I hope you can t- tell somebody in here what God did in your life. And you want to praise him. You want to thank him. You know, like I said, even in the midst of our trials, we can still praise God just like Paul and Silas did. Because he has already given us the victory because of our faith in him. You already have the victory if you, if you have faith in God and believe him. So I just wanted to bring this to you tonight. And it, it was just kind of a coin. When, when Curtis was telling me about this, I said, you're not going to believe what this little message is I have tonight. And it was praise God, trust in God, glorify God, give him the glory for all. And watch what happens in your life. Let's pray. Father God, I come before you tonight, and I thank you, Lord, for this message. I thank you, Lord, that you have told us what we must do to receive your blessings, to, 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 to have you in our life, Lord, and that's just to have faith in you, to trust in you, to believe in you, not doubt you, Lord, to have the faith, even, Lord, if it's just as small as a grain of a mustard seed, Lord, that gives you something to work with. And, Lord, we thank you right now that you're walking with us, you're visiting with us, and that you're here in our lives tonight. So, Lord, anybody here tonight, Lord, if there's a situation in their life and they need you in it, Lord, I just pray that they'll praise you, come to you, and they'll search for you with all their heart. And when they do this, Lord, they, they, you say, they will find you. And, Lord, may they find you and receive what you have for them, your blessings, your love, and all your goodness. So, Lord, I'm just asking you to bless us tonight, those that are here, and, Lord, even those that couldn't be here tonight. Bless them. Lord, may somebody else hear this message of what we need to do. Lord, I just ask you to bless them also. Lord, thank you. And we pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.